Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, welcome to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. I enjoy discovering and sharing real life moments of inspiration from everyday people. And this show is about finding moments of inspiration for our everyday lives. And look, and if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. Play ball is what they yell in a baseball game, alerting the players and fans that it's time for the game to start. It is also a signal that all your practice is about to pay off. Things can become scary when it's your turn and all eyes are on you. How do you handle it? Don't run from the moment because you're up at bat. And all you have to do is just swing. This is going to get good. Let's go! Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of TMG. It's Tell Me Something Good. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. Real quick, guys, don't forget to check out our Facebook page. That's Tell Me Something Good with the capital T. Uh, Guys, I want to give a shout-out to my lovely wife, Nicole. I also want to thank everyone for tuning in all around the world, countries like Canada, France, Germany, Puerto Rico, and of course, right here in the United States. Uh, Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I am absolutely honored that you tune in and listen to the show. I really am. To all of our uh, faithful listeners who are are listening to us each week when the new episodes come out, and all those new listeners, uh, whether it's your first time or someone told you about it, I want to let you know I appreciate that. Uh, My wife and I do. You guys are all a part of a very, very important part of the show. 
Uh, don't forget, guys, at the very end of the show, you can leave your comments. Uh, we hope you would do that. Let us know what you think of the show, guys. Guys, today uh, we're going to talk about something uh, that's very good, as I always say. Uh, one of the things we're going to talk about today, guys, is not being afraid or how do you handle when it's your turn up at bat? How, how do you handle when it's your turn to take a swing in life? It can be intimidating when it's your turn to do things, where it's your turn to uh, give a meeting, a presentation in a meeting, or whether it's your turn to do anything, it can be very scary. A lot of times we want opportunities, and when they present themselves, they can be quite scary indeed. Uh, guys, I'm not a sports statistician, but I do enjoy watching sports. Uh, and I do like watching baseball sometimes, but mostly football. But guys, today, I thought we want to talk about today, talk about a uh, pretty famous baseball player. His name is Hank Aaron. Uh, Hank Aaron was an African-American baseball player who broke all kinds of baseball records. Uh, his, a lot of his records still stand today. Uh, many people have been chasing his records and can't quite get to him because uh, he just is phenomenal. Uh, it looks like he died January 22nd, 2021. Uh, so we lost a, an absolute legend. He died at the age of 86. So he died at the age of 86. Now, now get this. I just want to kind of give you some, some background about Hank Aaron. Just And, it, and, and bear with me because it does play into what we're going to talk about today. So just some things about Hank Aaron. He hit in his entire, in his career, he kicked, he hit 755 home runs. Yeah, uh, he's actually only second place to Barry Bonds. So think about all the baseball players who've come and gone, uh, the famous players, uh, if you follow the sport. Uh, he's only second to Barry Bonds, 755 home runs in his career. Now listen, even without hitting the home runs, let's say if we did not count the 755 home runs that he hit, he still had 3,000 career hits. That means getting on the base. That means either getting on first base, second base, third, or whatever. 3,000 career hits. Or whether he was hitting. I mean, think about that. Even if he didn't have 755 home runs, which is phenomenal, 3,000 career hits in, over the span of his, of his lifetime, of his career. And he led the league in home runs. Over the five-year stretch that spanned when he was 35 years old, from 35 to 39, he led the league in home runs. Yeah, so there were younger people playing the sport who still, when he was 35 years old, he was still leading the baseball league in home runs. That's incredible that even as he began to age, it didn't stop him from being productive. He hit, listen, he hit his 75, 755 career homes without ever hitting 50 in a single season. So let's kind of look at this in perspective. This guy hits 755 home runs in his career. 
but he never hit at 50 home runs in one single season. So he didn't do it all in one time. That's just amazing. Uh, another some things that us learn about Hank Aaron. Hank Aaron made the all-star team every season but the first and last season of his career. That's 21 straight years as an all-star. 21 straight years as an all-star. He played in 145 more games in 16 consecutive seasons. Oh, well, I know you're asking, well, if he did all these home runs, how, much did, how many times did he strike out? Uh, here's what they said. The stats say that, and I'm getting all this information from Sports Illustrated, he walked more times than he struck out in his career. Yeah, he walked more times than he ever struck out in his career. In 1969, he walked 40 times more than he struck out. He struck out 47 times in 1969. Uh, he walked 87. He never struck out 100 times in a season. The closest he came was in uh, 97. 97. This guy had 6,000, get this, 6,856 total bases are by far the most all time. Now, the only other person that may come kind of close to that is the uh, player by the name of Stan Musial. Stan Musial. He uh, had 6,134. So just to kind of show you the difference between that, uh, Hank Aaron had 6,856. Stan Musial, 6,134. The difference between those two is about 12 miles worth of bases. 12 miles worth of bases. Absolutely incredible. Uh, Hank Aaron appeared in more all-star games than he did in his regular seasons. So <laughs> their season could go on, but Hank Aaron uh, appeared in more all-star games than he did regular seasons. That's just, uh, just kind of crazy, guys, to think about that. And, and I said all that to say this. I gave all those uh, incredible stats about Hank Aaron to say this. Hank Aaron isn't well known because of how he looked in his uniform. Hank Aaron is well known because he wouldn't stop swinging. I don't know how many home runs you've been missing because you decided to stop swinging. But all you have to do is pick up the bat and begin take your best swing. I don't know how many opportunities we let slip by us. But all you have to do is take up the bat again and take your best swing. Guys, you know, I love stories. Everybody uh, shared that I love a good story. And I love l telling some stories that's kind of been about my life. And they're kind of funny. So uh, I want to share a story today uh, with everybody. Uh, this is when I was younger. Uh, I think it was middle school, elementary school. And uh, it's just a time when I was playing baseball. We were playing softball, baseball, probably softball at that age. And uh, 
I was the smallest kid. You know, I told you I was always the smallest and skinniest guy uh, doing anything. But I want to tell you a share a story with you guys about that moment. So here we go. This is my story. So now, and this is a true story, by the way, okay, N- not defabricated. Everything is absolutely true. Um, I remember when I was young uh, and I was playing baseball, um, and, and I was so nervous. I was absolutely nervous playing baseball because I, as I said, I was always the smallest kid playing anything, whether it was running track, playing baseball, playing basketball, Whatever it was, uh, badminton, I was the smallest one doing anything. It, it didn't matter what it was. I was always the smallest and the skinniest. Now, not just short, uh, not just his body, body mass, just the skinniest kid on the field playing baseball. You can imagine the bat probably was bigger than I am, okay? The bat probably had more girth and uh, width to it than me. I really was a stick, guys. Uh, still am. Uh, so one day, I remember we were playing baseball. So I remember one day uh, we were playing baseball, and uh, it was my turn to get up at bat. Uh, and I looked out the, I looked out there at everyone on the opposite team. So here I am. I'm standing at home plate. I'm holding the bat in my hand, and I'm trying to stand uh, in this batter swing, you know, trying to, trying to look good for my friends and my teammates trying to look like decent halfway decently like I know what I'm doing. Uh, I figured if I uh, don't know what I'm doing, I can at least look good doing it. So I'm looking at over the other team. I'm looking at the other team, right? And uh, and so, <laughs> you know, it is, it is crazy. You, you know how they do when, when um, someone comes up to bat? You know how they do. If you ever play baseball, if they got someone up at bat, and they think that that person up at bat is going to be an easy out. What do they do? Uh, what they do is they tell the outfield to move in. Yeah, um, because they don't expect you to hit the ball far. So I got up there with my skinny self, and sure enough, uh, the the pitcher for the other team, when he saw me get up at bat, and he saw me struggling to hold the bat, uh, he tells his outfield to move in. Now, you have to understand psychologically how embarrassing that is, how humiliating that is. When you have a guy uh, or a person or a player out there in deep right field and you tell him to come all the way up because they have absolutely no expectation that you're going to hit the bar that the ball that deep. That is psychologically humiliating to anybody to see the entire outfield move in. So there I go. I stood there with my skinny self holding this uh, this heavy aluminum bat. Uh, and I could hear the coach saying, get the bat off the shoulder. Get the bat off his shoulder if he only knew that uh, I was doing the best I could to hold it. Uh, so I stood, stood there with my skinny self nervous, uh, barely could hold the bat, a uh, little shaky because everybody's looking at me now. All the eyes of my teammates are looking at me, uh, the umpires looking at me. There were people actually uh, standing around watching us play, so they were watching me, the other team was watching me. I just had a lot going on that day. Uh, <laughs> so the pitcher from the other team, he threw the ball. 
And I heard the umpire say, strike one. Oh, well, okay. Uh, then he threw it again. And I heard him say, strike two. Uh, then, uh, of course, he threw the ball the third time. And I heard uh, the umpire say, strike three, you're out. Well, yeah, okay. So I was out now. Three strikes, and I was out. I didn't. To me, the ball looked like it was coming at a, about 100 miles an hour. It Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just my perception. Maybe I was just afraid to take a swing, but it looked like it was coming 100 miles an hour. And I stood there, and I watched that ball go past me three times. I did. I just watched it go past me three times. Um, look, I threw the bat down in utter disgust. Uh, I walked away completely frustrated. And when, listen, when I sat down on the bench uh, where the, my team was, uh, I, I, I walked away frustrated here, right? So when I sat down on the bench, um, one of my teammates uh, came and sat next to me and started talking to me. It just so happened he happened to be the, the lead hitter on our team. Uh, you know, he was the best hitter. Whenever we needed a hit, this is the guy who would come in. He, he pretty much was a home run every time he got up at bat, Okay. Pretty much every time you could count that this is going to be a run, it's going to be a home run, it's going to be a hit. So he came and sat down next to me. Now, I'm frustrated, I'm upset, I've thrown the bat down, and our lead hitter comes and he sits next to me. Well, I'm thinking this guy is about to really rip into me. I think he's about to really just say, look here, buddy, uh, you can't be on my team doing that. I'm used to winning and you're going to make us lose. So I'm really expecting the worst from this guy. All right, I'm expecting him to just tear into me something fierce. Uh, but I was surprised with what he said. He said, um, he said to me, don't let this frustrate you. He said, because the only thing that stops you from hitting a home run is the fact that you would not take a swing. Uh, then he continued and said the only thing that kept you off the basis wasn't the other guy's good pitching. It's the fact that you did not take a swing. He sat there and talked to me for about 15 minutes, guys. Uh, so the next time I said, I'm going to take a swing. Now, get this. He already threw me for a loop because I expected him to just tear into me and say, look here, little skinny guy. But he sat there and he talked to me and encouraged me to take a swing the next time. Not to be afraid to go for it. He said, look, you're up at bat. When you're up at bat, take a swing. I said, okay. So my mind was made up. After listening to this guy, who I know every time he gets up, it's a home run, I figured what I got to lose, right? <laughs> Uh, so the next day we were playing ball again. This is what we do. You play baseball. So the next day we had another game. So we chose sides and the guy who talked to me yesterday, the previous day was on my side. So, uh, we had another game and everyone was getting a hit. I mean, uh, we had like co-ed teams. So even the girls on our team were getting hits. Yeah. So Everybody seemed to be getting a hit, getting on bases, uh, either making a home run or uh, batting someone else so they can come in, what they call them baseball, an RBI, or runs batted in. 
Uh, everybody was getting hit. So then came my turn. Yeah. Uh, my turn up at bat. I, I want you to imagine this kid, uh, every bit of probably 80 pounds soaking wet um, in the Alabama heat. Um, I'm sweating, nervous. I don't know if I'm sweating more because everybody's watching me or from the heat from Alabama. And guys, if you've never been to Alabama in the heat, the humidity will cook you. Oh, it will cook you. So here I am. I'm nervous, right? I'm up. I'm a bat. Remember, just yesterday I struck out and I didn't even swing not one time. So here I am. I'm up at bat. Uh, I was still nervous. I was still scared. Uh, but I remembered what my teammate told me about taking a swing. So, uh, yeah, there I was. What am I going to do now? It's my turn. So the other team saw me come up at bat. They saw me walk up to the home plate. They saw me, uh, <laughs> you know, practice my swinging, and they saw how I walked up there. And the picture, sure enough, the picture uh, did the same thing that the other one did uh, yesterday. The previous day, the picture told everybody in the outfield to move in. This is going to be an easy out. Wow. Uh, isn't that crazy? Guys, uh, don't go anywhere. We're going to take a quick break, pay a couple of bills right here. When we come back, we're going to finish up on Take a Swing.
Okay, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to TMG. I'm your host, Travis Patton Sr. Guys, before we left for the break, we were talking about taking a swing, taking a chance, and I was giving a story about my uh, individual um, uh, background about not being nervous when you should take a swing when it's your chance. And I was telling the story about how when I was playing baseball as a young kid, how uh, I struck out the previous day because um, I just didn't take a swing at all. And the lead hitter on our team came and sat down to me, and he told me the words I would never forget. He said, the only reason you didn't get on base is because you didn't take a swing. It wasn't because the, the opposition was pitching so good. You just didn't swing at all. So uh, I'm going to finish the story where I left off at. The pitcher told everybody on the other team to move in. When they saw me get up at bat, um, uh, they figured this was just going to be, you know, just another easy out. But the, here's the, his was different. They had no idea about the conversation I had with my teammate. So they all began to move in. The outfield moved in, left field, right field, center field. They all moved in closer because they just figured this was just going to be another easy out. Uh, they saw me practice swinging, and uh, they looked like how I was struggling with the bat do my practice swing. So they figured, yeah, this is going to be an absolute easy out. So he pitched the ball, uh, and it was strike one. So I kind of dug my heels in deeper into the ground. You know, I, I gripped the bat uh, just a little bit tighter. He pitched it again, and I heard the umpire say strike two. Okay, so my friend, who was the lead uh, hitter on our team, called the timeout. He's kind of like a team captain. So he came out to where I was at home plate. Uh, he looked me dead in the eye uh, and had this real serious look on his face. And he said, it's your time to swing. Then he walked away. That's it. Nothing else. Uh, nothing, <laughs> nothing deeper than that. He just said, it's your time to swing. Then he walked away. Uh, I felt ready. I don't know what happened, but something came over me. All I remember is hearing the ball get hit by the bat and hearing everybody say, run, Travis, run. Uh, before I knew it, I hit the ball so deep into right field that they could not get it because they all had moved up close. They all had came up close to infield expecting me not to hit it. So I hit the ball so deep they couldn't get it. It was uh, it was an actual a triple. Uh, yeah, it was a triple. I made it all the way to third base. Uh, that's when, guess who was up to bat? The lead hitter came in and hit the home run, not me and him in for a home run. What I'm saying here, what's the point I'm making? The point I'm trying to make is this. Sometimes you have to have some folks around you who are willing to co-sign you, what you believe or your faith until you are able to sign off on it for yourself. And everybody that moved in, that underestimated you, that underestimated your swing, they will find themselves chasing what you swung after. Don't allow the pitch to scare you. Swing, baby, swing. It's your time. 
guys. I want to thank you for joining me here today with TMG. Guys, don't forget, you can always visit our Facebook page. That's TMG. Tell me something good with the capital T. Guys, look, go on our Facebook page, and I want you to leave a comment. Let us know where you are listening from, what part of the world you heard this broadcast on, and what part stuck out to you, and what you will take a swing at next. What opportunities are you going to take a swing at that you are no longer just going to stand there and let the pitch go by you, knowing that it's your time to swing. Also, guys, don't forget you can also support us. Please support us. All it does allow us to have a better, better program for you, so please do that. And also, at the end of the show, leave a comment. Let us know what you think. All around the world, people will hear your voice because if you leave a comment, I'll play it during the show, and everyone around the world will hear your voice. Again, my name is Travis Patton Sr. here with TMG. That's Tell Me Something Good. Guys, always in parting, if you're going to tell me something, then tell me something good. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.